This is Instant Game Reaction, an immediate look back at the Colts' latest game. And trying to make an adjustment on the ball is Michael Pittman. He catches it, and he rumbles across the goal line. Touchdown, a 42-yard strike. Aaron out downfield, down the far sideline, looking for Zay Jones, and it's intercepted by the Colts. He's in! Touchdown, I-N-D-Y! Now, here's your host, J.J. Stankovitz from Colts.com. What's up, everyone? Welcome into another episode of Instant Reaction here on the Colts Audio Network. I'm JJ Stankovich, joined every week by Colts Ring of Honor wide receiver Bill Brooks. Bill, today we are talking about the Colts ending a losing streak to the Tennessee Titans, a 23-16 win over Tennessee at Lucas Oil Stadium on Sunday. That snaps a five-game losing streak to the Titans. It's the Colts' first home win in nearly a year, and their first home win over the Titans since 2018. Bill, I think the the first place I want to start, and there are like a billion different ways we can go with this. We will get into Anthony Richardson's injury. We will get into Jonathan Taylor's return, Zach Moss's big day. I think this is the this was the first time that the Colts out-toughed the Titans in <laughs> at least, and, and I started here in 2021. So this is the first time I've seen the Colts beat the Titans. This is the first time the Colts were easily the tougher team on the field in this game. What just stood out, Bill, about the, the way that the Colts were able to use that toughness to their advantage over the course of four quarters today? Well, I think what they did is, you know, of course, they knew the Titans wanted to come out and and play a physical style of football, physical game, because that's who they are. They want to play physical and take after their head coach, uh, Mike Grable. But the Colts, you know, from a defensive standpoint, the Colts are a very physical team themselves. And uh, Zaire uh, shows that almost every time he goes out there and plays football. So the defense did a nice job of being physical. And, of course, anytime you can hold Derrick Henry to 43 yards in a game, that's saying a lot about your defensive line and your defensive uh, linebackers and the whole defense in general. So they played well. And then give our offensive line a lot of credit for just going out there and just making holes for Zach Moss and Zach Moss running physical and running hard. So I think, you know, the Colts were up to the challenge. They, they, they like challenges, it seems like, and they went out there and played hard and played physical. And I like that about this team because this team is going to play physical a whole 60 minutes. This bill I thought was another just shining moment for Shane Steichen and starting there that the team is taking on the pillars that he has. Yes. And the message that he has, you know, Ryan Kelly told me after the game, that Shane, you know, leading up to kickoff, he told the team, hey, someone's going to have to go out there and make a play. This is going to be a four-quarter game. It's going to come down to someone making a play, and don't wait for someone else to go make that play. Go make it yourself. Zaire Franklin and DeForest Buckner (laughs) made the play of the game where the Colts are in their six-man front. It's fourth and one, the ball in the five-yard line. If Tennessee gets a first down and they get in the end zone, they take the lead midway through the fourth quarter. And in that six-man front, Buck is able to get a one-on-one. He gets low, and he gets he hits Derrick Henry low. And then Zaire Franklin hits Derrick Henry high. By the time Derrick Henry is dropped on that play, he's almost at the 10-yard line. Like he <laughs> and, and I asked both of them this after the game, Bill. I was like, you know, Derrick Henry has made a career out of churning out those yards and being a guy who is so hard to bring down. It's not just that Buck 
and and Z got their hands on him. It's that they didn't let him keep going. I mean, how many times we've no. we seen Derrick Henry, you get in the grasp of someone and all of a sudden you look up and he's three yards downfield. It was the, the Colts owned this game on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And that play to me, Bill, encapsulated it as the biggest play of the game. Yeah, that was a big play by our by the defense and on fourth and one. And, you know, uh, Defoe DeForest did a nice job of uh, going against Hubbard and shedding Hubbard and then getting in there to be able to make the tackle on Henry. Then Zaire comes in there and pretty much the both of them arrived at the same time and held Henry up and just pushed him back. And Henry had nowhere to go and they didn't get out. He didn't get out of the grasp of uh, Zaire or DeForest. So give those guys credit for stopping them and being physical, playing physical. That's what they wanted to do. That's what the Colts wanted to do. And they did that. And also give Dio credit. Dio did a good job of holding the edge. So uh, Henry couldn't try to bounce out, but if he bounced out, I'm sure Zaire would have ran him down uh, and got to him. So give those guys a lot of credit. And I like what they did as far as playing physical, beating them at their own game. Cause that's how they want to play football. Yeah. I mean, I think if you would have told me before the game, that one running back is going to have 13 carries for 43 yards and another is going to have 23 <laughs> carries for 165 yards. I think like most football fans would be like, oh, well, obviously Derrick Henry is going to have 23 carries for 165. But that was Zach Moss today. Exactly. Zach, Zach Moss averages 7.2 yards per carry. He rips off a 56-yard touchdown, adds another where he just kept everything moving. And... Another guy like who just embodies the toughness of this Colts team. And, you know, I, I said that I think the Colts won this game up front on defense on offense. They won this game up front. Yes. The Titans bill had not allowed a running back to go over a hundred yards in a game since the 2021 season. They had a streak of 20 games of not allowing a hundred yard rusher. That was the second longest streak in the NFL before Zach Moss emphatically ended it on Sunday night. Yes, for Zach to rush the ball for 23 times and 165 yards and get two touchdowns says a lot about not just Zach Moss, but the offensive line making holes for Zach Moss to run. And then when when there weren't holes there, Zach Moss just would push and push and push and break tackles and gain yards and gain positive yards. So that was good. You know, the Titans defensive line is pretty good. You know, they came into this game uh, first in the National Football League in rushing yards per play, holding teams to 2.89 yards per carry. And you look at them with the Colts did, they had 5.7. Looking at all the runners that ran the ball for the Indianapolis Colts, Zach Moss, uh, JT, Gardner had a, a run, McKenzie had a run, and of course, Anthony had a run. So those guys did a nice job running the ball. But give the offensive line a lot of credit for establishing a line of scrimmage and pushing those guys back and making sure that Zach Moss and the rest of the guys had room to run the football. Zaire Franklin gets the stop on Derrick Henry. Yes. And the Colts then go on the kind of drive that <laughs> hammers home a, a style of complimentary football that I wrote this on Colts.com. It's the kind of complimentary football that coaches dream of. You get yes. the stop on defense. You get the turnover on downs. You're up by four late in the game, and your offense drives 14 plays for 84 yards. They churn up seven minutes and three seconds. By the time Matt Gay's field goal goes through the uprights, Tennessee is out of timeouts and they have one minute left. And Bill, on that drive, Zach Moss rushes nine times for 37 yards. He catches a pass and takes it 26 yards. That was a huge play on that drive. But then Gardner Minshew. Oh. The, 
Bill, the completion he had to Alec Pierce. Third and six. Third and six, right, near midfield. He gets that ball out, and a tenth of a second later, Danico Autry just wrecks him in the pocket. And Alec makes a tough catch. He picks up 10 yards, a first down, chains keep moving, Colts hang onto the ball. That throw by Gardner Minshew was, to me, that's like, that is why you go out and sign him. That is why Shane Steichen said, when he was asked by Bob Kravitz after the game, is Gardner Minshew the best quarterback in the NFL? Shane just goes, yeah. Stuff like that, where you're you're talking about a team that's taking on the persona of their coach that is tough. Gardner Minshew making that throw, Alec Pierce making that catch, Zach Moss grinding out those yards after you just showed the kind of toughness that Zaire Franklin showed and DeForest Buckner showed to stop Derrick Henry. Like, this is exciting. Bill, this is yes. really exciting, <laughs> the way the Colts are playing right now. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to um, mention that in regards to that play by Gardner Minshew on third and six. You know what? That was a play that Gardner just stood in there, knew he was going to get hit, and just took that hit and threw the ball to, to Alec, and Alec made a nice catch on a third and six, a big play, a big down, a big play. And he makes a nice throw there, and Alec makes a nice catch to continue to drive. And for the Colts to take the ball from having it, it, it was about eight minutes and three seconds left on the clock and driving all the way down the field and doing it with only a minute left on the clock after that, driving the ball for seven minutes down there, getting a field goal, that says a lot about the Indianapolis Colts. And you talk about complimentary football. Defense does its job, stops the Titans' offense. The offense of the Colts take the ball down the field and score points and put Tennessee in a bad situation where they don't have any timeouts left, they don't have a minute to go down and score. And then the Colts seal the deal by getting an interception by Blackman. And on that last drive, you know, th- this isn't Tennessee's bread and butter to try to go a minute through their passing offense without a timeout like this is not their bread and butter and I thought Bill what was so telling on that last drive was Ryan Tannehill dropped back seven times he targeted DeAndre Hopkins once did not have a catch that okay throughout this game DeAndre Hopkins was getting it I mean he he was getting his in this game yes he was DeForest Buckner said after the game that was because the Colts committed so many resources to stopping Derrick Henry knowing that if you stop Derrick Henry you kind of you kind of throw a, a stick in the spokes of this offense. And I mean, so Hop had eight catches for 140 yards, looked very good doing it, but it didn't result in the Titans getting a touchdown. Um, you know, he didn't, he didn't get a touchdown in any of those, those catches. And then when it got into crunch time, the Colts said, you're not getting the ball. And that I thought was such a, a good change up from Gus Bradley. I'm excited to go back and kind of watch the film of that, of how Hopkins didn't wind up getting it. Ryan Tannehill gets sacked on that last drive. And then Julian Blackman comes down with the game's ceiling interception. I just, I, I love the way that this defense is playing. I talked to Kenny Moore the second about it after the game. And he said, what you're seeing right now is the coaches are trusting the players and the players are trusting the coaches. And it is just, it it's clicking all together right now. And that's what you want. You want, you know, you want the players to trust the coaches, knowing that the coaches are going to put the players in the best position to make plays and the coaches are trusting the players, knowing that, hey, you know what? If we give these guys this defensive call or whatever we give them for them to blitz or to play zone or play man, that they're going to do the job and get the job done. So that's a good feeling as far as 
player and coach on the same page. And that's what you want as a player. You want to be on the same page as a coach and you want the coach to put you in a position to make plays. And the coach are making plays, especially on that fourth down play. And of course, to end the game with the interception by Blackman. I mean, we have to have a real conversation about Zaire Franklin being one of the best linebackers in the league. Uh, you think? <laughs> he, Z- Zaire, yeah. Zaire Franklin today had 12 more tackles. Like I'm, I'm up doing the PA during the game. I, I'm not looking at the stats during the game, but I'm like, yeah, I'm saying his name a lot. Get to the box score. Yeah, he had 12 tackles. Just like he's, he is <laughs> through five games, Bill, he is 69 tackles this season. Oh my goodness. I mean. Oh my goodness. We, I, I saw Ryan Clark tweeted this uh, from ESPN, you know, something along the lines of like, you know, Zaire Franklin, like we, we got to start having a discussion about Zaire Franklin. And on a national level, yeah, you guys better start having a discussion about Zaire Franklin because we've been talking about him for a while. But the play and like the play he had on Derrick Henry, such a perfect encapsulation of who he is as a player right now, where he's playing so fast and confident. But I mean, my goodness, like he's averaging 14 tackles a game. Yeah. Through five games. Like yeah. this isn't a mirage. There is no. Zaire Franklin at 166 tackles last oh my year. Goodness. He is already within 100 of that after five games. This is crazy. It's it's and like it's it it could not happen to a more perfect representation of a player the Colts want their guys to be. Zaire Franklin coming up from being a seventh round pick, being on special teams, earning his way there, earning snaps on defense, earning the captaincy now going on four consecutive years. And then earning his way on the field, setting a franchise record in tackles, and currently going out and looking like he's going to best that in year two as a follow-up. Just an incredible player. And, I mean, seriously, like nationally, we got to start having this discussion. Hopefully they will uh, start having that discussion because he's 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 a good human being. He's a good person. And the thing I like about Zaire, Zaire loves to work. He just likes to work and go out there and and be a leader, not just by voice, but by an example. And he does that each and every day in practice. He does it in the weight room. I'm sure he does it in the classroom. So the young man is going out there and just playing and playing and being one of the leaders of the team. And right now, I'm sure he feels very comfortable right now. The things are things are happening in slow motion to him, I'm, I'm sure. Um He's reacting to the plays, and that's what you want from a, a defensive player. You don't want them thinking a lot. You want them to go out there and react and just make plays. And Zaire Franklin is doing that, and he's leading this defense by going out there, playing hard, and leading by example. By the way, if you want to support Zaire Franklin like he supported you fans at Lucas Oil Stadium on Sunday, on Tuesday, October 10th, Hoagies and Hops, the great spot in Broad Ripple, they are hosting a cheesesteaks for a cause event where 20% of all food and beverage sales will benefit Shalice's Angel, Zaire Franklin's foundation that does a ton of really good work. A definitely worthy cause. I'm going to be out there. I'm going to get myself. I had to ask Zaire. I'm like, I'm, I can't do cheese. I was like, hey, look, man, <laughs> like, is it really a Philly cheesesteak if I don't have cheese? And he's like, I don't know, it's kind of more of a steak sandwich. I was like, all right, I'll just get a hoagie out. You know, we'll be good. Um, but I'll be out there. I'll be out there supporting Z on Tuesday. Hope you guys do too. All right. It's funny, Bill, we, we've spent, you know, 10, 15 minutes on this podcast talking about a lot of stuff in the game. I think the two most newsworthy items from the game are Anthony Richardson exits the game in the second quarter with a shoulder injury and Jonathan Taylor makes his 2023 debut after receiving a contract extension 
and being activated off the pup list on Saturday. Let's start with Anthony Richardson. The play happened in the second quarter where the Colts called called designed run for Anthony and he gets kind of crunched between uh, Sean Murphy bunting and Harold Landry, the third. And immediately he's, he's down, he's holding his shoulder. Um, it doesn't look good from a pain standpoint. It looked like a very painful injury for him. And this is a really tough guy. After the game, Shane Steichen said the Colts are still evaluating the nature of it. He didn't have any other details on that, but we will keep our eyes open uh, for any more updates from the Colts this week. I guess the the thing here, Bill, that's going to get talked about a lot is like, does Anthony Richardson need to stop running as much? To me, that's not that's a non-starter in this. That you know, and Shane Steichen said it after the game. You don't want to take away something that is a big part of his skill set. But this is now three out of the four games that he started. He has not been able to finish. Where where do you just kind of fall in terms of your level of concern about this injury, about the future of Anthony Richardson as a quarterback who does run the ball as much as he does? Well, I'm concerned because when you have a, a, a guy like Anthony Richardson, a talent like that, and he has gotten hurt um, out there playing – I am concerned, but this was a play where, yes, it was a design run and he got tackled and, you know, it looked like he got hurt going down onto the field and looked like he just hurt his shoulder. Um, I am concerned, but the reason you drafted Anthony Richardson was because of his talent, um, not just his arm talent, but what he could do out there on the football field as far as running the football and putting defenses in binds because of his physical ability of running the ball and of course throwing the ball. So I think um, it's, it's, a, it's a tough thing for the coaches because it's one of the things where, one of those things where you have to, where you want to use his talents um, to run the ball and throw the ball, but you want to make sure that you keep the young man healthy and safe. So they're going to have to balance that and find out uh, a happy medium where, you know what, they feel comfortable with him running the ball and doing certain things back there um, in the backfield. And also, you know, protecting him, uh, finding a way to protect him so he does not get hurt. So hopefully he has a long career in National Football League. But you have to take uh, advantage of his talents, but you just have to be very careful how you do it and probably how many times you're going to um, have design runs for him. Yeah, I mean, it, it's something that, you know, these are conversations the Colts are, are continuing to have. They, they've been having them really ever since they got Anthony Richardson in the building and it is kind of a, okay, we got to figure out how to best use his natural running ability, which is a huge weapon in this offense, while making sure, you know, maybe, you know, he's in situations where he is less prone to getting injured, uh, like he has a couple of times now. So we'll see. I mean, they're all football plays. Football yes. is a violent game. That's kind of a, you know, maybe a bit of a cop out, but. I mean, I think about like something Jonathan Taylor always says, like the injury rate in the NFL is 100%. Like, you know, you're it's always going to happen. It's always going to be part of the game. And there's not much you can do sometimes to avoid high-speed collisions with guys weighing 280 pounds. Like that's just <laughs> a, a part of the game. Yes. And you just, you know what's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. And you just hope the injuries injuries aren't as severe. Uh, you just want them to be, you know, 
hopefully you just, you know, bang up, you're bruised up for a little bit that you might need a day or two off and you're able to come back. But, you know, there, there are going to be injuries. So it's just something that the, the coaches are going to have to find a, a good balance between, you know, the players that they call and for Anthony to run and um, for him to be safe and, you know, keep him in the pocket maybe or just hand the ball off or um, put the ball in someone else's hand. So it's going to be a balance. It's something that they're going to have to figure out themselves. And it's going to take a little while. And hopefully, uh, you know, injury that um, Anthony had today is not anything serious. And um, he can heal up from that and be back as soon as possible. Well, if the Colts need Gardner Minshew to keep playing, uh, <laughs> the, the trust they have in him is immense. And it's only continued to build after today. Gardner Minshew goes 11 of 14 for 155 yards. That is an average of 11.1 yards per pass. He has a passer rating of 112.8. He did this all by uh, having an average depth of target of 4.7 yards, which is exactly what you're you're getting out of Gardner Minshew. He's going to get the ball out of his hands quick. He is going to get it into the hands of his playmakers, and he's not going to put the ball into harm's way. Like pro football focus tracks these things called big-time throws and turnover-worthy plays that are essentially like, Highlight reel or low light reel. Just think about it like that. And Gardner Minshew mm-hmm. had no big time throws, but also no turnover worthy plays. Like that's, that's fine. Like sometimes you need Gardner to step up and make a play like he did with the throw to Pittman in Baltimore. But other times it's just like, Hey, look, Zach Moss is running the ball really well. The only thing we need you to not do is turn it over like baseline. And we're going to be okay. And then if you can go make a couple of tough throws, like the one we talked about to Alec, um, you know, a couple of them to Josh Downs today. That's all you need out of it. You get out of here with a win and a game where it, this team, like th- this is Anthony Richardson's team. There is no questioning that Gardner Minshew made that right. very clear in his postgame press conference. They love Gardner Minshew and absolutely they should for what he's done with his team this year. Exactly. They love, they love Gardner knowing that Gardner's going to go out there and he's not going to put you in bad situations. He's not going to go out there and do something that, he's not comfortable doing and, you know, turn the ball over. He hasn't done that, done that thus far. So you feel confident that when he does go out there, that he's going to put you in situations to be successful. You know what? He's going to stand in the pocket and take a hit. If he has to get the ball out to get a first down, like you said, the play to Alec Pierce. So those are big plays. You know, he's gone through the ball. He's going to get to the right people. It might not be a a 50 yard pass. It might be a a two yard pass, but if he gets the ball in the playmaker's hands, like he got into Zach Moss and Zach Moss makes a big run down the sideline. Those are big plays for you. So he knows what he can do. He's know what he's capable of doing. He understands the offense and he knows that he, he knows where to go with the ball. He knows what defenses are trying to do to him and he's tough and he's physical. So those are the things that you like in the quarterback, especially someone that has command of the offense and is going to be under control. And he doesn't look rattled. Every time he goes out there, mm-hmm. he's like, hey, look, you know what? I'm in the backyard playing with my buddies. I'm going out here playing a game, being in a structured system, but I'm having fun out here like I'm a little kid in the backyard. So last thing to get to here, Jonathan Taylor's debut. The Colts ran 61 plays. Zach Moss was on the field for 49. Jonathan Taylor was on the field for 10. Trey Sermon was on the field for two that was the breakdown at running back and before the game Shane Steichen told Lara Overton our own Lara Overton that you know Jonathan was going to be on a bit of a pitch count they're going to be smart with his usage it kind of feels like though Zach Moss was the hot hand and like why get him off the field that you still had Zach Moss taking a heavy percentage of the snaps because why would you do anything otherwise when he was running the way he was JT got in there uh 
you know, he had six carries in this game. He gained 18 yards on them. He also had a reception for 16 yards, kind of a nice little screenplay that they ran uh, designed up for him. I don't think anyone's worried about Jonathan Taylor. This is, you know, he he's coming back. He'd only had two practices coming into this game. And Zach Moss carried the load today. And I think there are going to be games where Jonathan Taylor carries the load. There are going to be more games where Zach Moss carries the load. It may not uh, please fantasy football managers, uh, unless you're Gardner Minshew <laughs> and uh, you have Zach Moss on your Zach team, Moss, like Gardner yes. shared with the media after the game. Um, but it's it's probably going to be this way until, you know, JT really gets kind of his, his football shape back. And I think that's okay because the Colts won this game and Zach Moss averaged 7.2 yards per carry. So you can... You don't need Jonathan Taylor to be Jonathan Taylor like right off the bat in this game. No, you really don't. And I know we've talked about this before. Is I think it's very important to have good depth on the team. And if you have two guys in the backfield like Zach Moss and, and Jonathan Taylor, you can feel comfortable about whoever's in the game that, you know what, they're going to do a good job. Now it's going to take JT a little while to ramp up and they're going to ramp him up to get back to, you know, being able to play a full game or play close to a full game. But you feel good with Zach Moss back there and the way he's running and how hard he's running and, and the things that he's doing out there in the football field and, and being very physical and very tough. And you know what? The guys like blocking for Zach Moss. So if they can continue to play like, like that and play that hard, you know, that that's good for the team. And having two running backs back there that you can feel confident in that's going to be successful back there, that's a good thing for the Colts. So I, I think the Colts are in a good position with, two of those guys back there and Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor, and then, you know, you hope Anthony Richardson is, is healthy. Then you have another guy back there that can uh, do some dangerous things out there with the ball in his hands. All right. Well, we'll have plenty more updates on Anthony Richardson's status this week here on the Colts audio network to also keep it locked in to the Colts app and the Colts social media channels for more updates on AR status this week. On the Colts Audio Network this week, though, we are going to have Colts Roundtable live on Monday. Matt Taylor will host that. He'll be joined by head coach Shane Steichen as well as Rick Venturi and Joe Wrights to break down Sunday's win over the Tennessee Titans. On Tuesday, the official Colts podcast is back. I'll be on that with Lara Overton and Jeffrey Gorman. On Wednesday, Inside Football with Rick Venturi, that will have blueprints to beat the Jaguars in week six as we shift our attention to a huge game in the AFC South on Sunday in Jacksonville. That'll be with Rick Venturi and Matt Taylor on Wednesday. On Thursday, Bill, you will be joined by Mete and Casey Vallier for a, a game preview, excuse me, of the Colts game against the Jaguars. And we've been doing these overtime podcasts over the weekend uh, because there's been big news on Anthony Richardson's status, on Jonathan Taylor's status. We'll see if we do another one because we'll see what Anthony Richardson's status is. So, Keep it locked in. Subscribe to the Colts Audio Network wherever you get your podcast to get your late your latest breaking news and analysis of it if we do need to have it this weekend. Anyways, for Bill Brooks, I'm JJ Stankovitz. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Instant Reaction here on the Colts Audio Network. We'll talk to you next weekend after the Colts face the Jacksonville Jaguars.